High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. The senior statistician of the CSO is with me, as she always is at this time of a Wednesday, Deirdre Cullen, making numbers talk. This is really interesting numbers, though, because you're talking about how many people are coming into the country. That's that's it today, George. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Overseas trips, um, yeah, into Ireland uh, tourism numbers. Well, I thought because it's summertime and I guess the summer's even coming to an Um, end. And I've had quite a few holidays in Ireland rather than abroad this year. And when you're out and about around the West or up in lovely Leitrim or wherever you are, you can see tourists everywhere. And uh, the statistics bear that out. There's 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 been a six point six percent increase in the number of trips to Ireland. Um, on if we take quarter two compared to quarter two uh, last year. All right. Now, but uh, you know me, I invariably go off the point. But the interesting thing is there is negativity towards tourists in certain countries like Venice, like Barcelona. We still are probably about as welcoming a place as you can get for tourists. Like we like taking the dollars and the pounds and off them. Uh, yeah, but we also, we like them. I mean, <laughs> you know, we love the chat and we love the crack and I mean, they love us. So I guess it's it's symbiotic relationship. But right. you're right. We don't seem to have been affected by that backlash towards tourism that's happening in other countries. But the interesting figures I can't wait for now are the UK figures because of the, you know, Brexit and possible change and so on. What are the UK figures like? Well, the uh, year on year, so quarter to uh, 16 compared to quarter to a year previously, they're down six and a half percent. So just to put that in context, if I just jump back to 2008, there were 3.8 million visits from uh, Britain to Ireland and that fell dramatically uh, to 2.7 million by 2010. That's so a huge drop. That's 30 percent. 29% fall. Yeah. yeah, huge drop over the, the, the couple of years there of the recession. The numbers have slowly crept back up and they got to three and a half million in 2015 and they're at 3.9 million um, in 2016. But quarter on quarter, so if we think January, February, March in 2015, 850,000 and uh, the equivalent in 2016, just 800,000 and in quarter two, um, a million and 950,000. So down 6.5%. And Britain is a hugely important um, Mm. market in terms of our overall trips because of the 9.5 million, 4 million are from Britain. Yeah, but but there must be one thing, and because as a statistician you can't quantify it, is the effect of exchange rate. So, like, if if the pound is good, then they're getting a good deal, or dollar, or whatever the currency is, that affects tourism and then if they're getting a bad deal because the currency's gone the other way, that affects it as well. Of but, course. But the other thing is that since the crash, it's taken us pretty well 10 years to get back to the crash figures. Am That's I right? right. Absolutely. I mean, so 2008, 3.9 million and 2016, 3.9 million. So it's taken us all that time to get back to the crash levels. But if I go back to 2008, um, trips from uh, Britain accounted for 49% of all trips into Ireland in that year. Um, and by 2010, that was 45%. By 2015, that was 41%. And in 2016, that was 41%. In quarter two, 2017, they accounted for 34 
25% of trips into Britain. Now, be careful with the quarter two figures because the British figures, um, they're very important uh, for Ireland on a seasonal basis because they're much more spread out over the year. So we look at the trips from America or from other countries. They're very heavily concentrated in the April, May, June, July, August. You know, the, the tourism numbers, whereas the British they're more spread out and they come throughout the entire year. Yeah. Now, what about all my relatives from America? How many of them came? Um, I'm looking at 1.8 million uh, trips in 2016. And the good news is the quarter two figures are up 21% on the same period last from year. From America? Uh, North America. So no, that yeah. would include the US, Canada. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, but sorry. And those, th- that's a significant rebound just to jump back oh, then sorry. to 2008 when there was a million trips from North America and we're now at 1.8 million. So, so we've, double pretty we've, well. we, we, we had recovered by 2012 and now, yeah, th- that's a market that's, that's growing significantly for us. Yeah. But the American market always has, has caveats like one, depending on how the dollar goes, and then they're terrified of any kind of terrorist activity. So they throw a fit and we've seen that in figures when there is a terrorist act. That's right. So, yeah, and well, I guess on the recession, the financial crash, crash as well also impacted them. But I mean, these figures are showing, you know, they're still coming to Ireland and they seem to be happy to come here. Of that 1.8 million, I can tell you 1.6 million were from the USA and uh, 220,000 uh, from Canada and then other amounts from the rest of North America. Um, so America is hugely important. And I have other numbers in front of me here. So you know I work on the census, George, and I come in here and talk a lot about census numbers. But what, what we capture in the Irish census is everybody who's in Ireland on census night who's a visitor or a tourist. Oh, of course. Yeah, I forgot that. So we can analyse those numbers. So 72,000 people on uh, census night in 2016. And of that, 11,500 were from the USA. Remind me what day census was. Census night. What time of the year? Like? Uh, April. Oh, yeah, April, right, April, okay. yeah. Okay. April 2016. Um, and the thing about the American tourists, because we can see what accommodation people are in on census night. So among the British, the majority of them are staying with family and friends, whereas among the Americans, the vast majority are staying in hotels. So sure. it's, it's much more important from that point of view. Now, what about our EU cousins? Like, are the Germans, Italians and French, are they coming in any better numbers, uh, particularly because of the EU freedom of movement or all that sort all of All that stuff? sort of thing, yeah. So, I mean, the numbers are up 10% year on year, quarter two sixteen to quarter two fifteen. If we jump back then, 2.6 million visits back in 2008, that fell uh, to 2 million uh, by 2010, but it's now back up to 3.3 million. Um, so in quarter two, a million visitors from the rest of Europe. And then we can have a look at what countries are coming from. Yeah. So, but I mean, Great Britain across completely dominates. But after that, uh, France is our most important country. Is it? Yes. What would the French want coming here for? The food is better in France. The, the public transport better in France. Uh, Paris is a better city than Dublin. Why would they want to come here? Well, it's all subjective, George, you know. And I mean, we've got something to offer. I mean, we have a lot of wilderness here and a lot of, if you like, nature. 
you know, so to head as soon as you get west of the Shannon, it's just all nature, isn't it? It's just green rolling hills and mountains and beautiful towns and villages. <laughs> you know me when I, when I get talking about Ireland. Anyway, 530,000 people from France, up 55% on 2010. Germany, uh, 650,000. So I'm wrong. France wasn't the most important. Germany, 650,000. That's up 73% on 2010. So the Germans love Ireland. We know that. They can't get enough of it. Well, here's one for you now. In about 1952, Bishop Cornelius Lucy, Bishop of Cork, warned people in West Cork not to sell their property to Germans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they're coming staying in hotels. Let me have a look. Germans, if half of them stay in hotels and 44% of them stay in private houses or with, with Irish people. Now, but when you say private house, could that be a B&B? No. No, no. We have hotels and guest houses in All one right, category okay. and then other tourist accommodation okay. and then we have private households. So a lot of the tourists to Ireland, over half of them stay with family and friends. So it's a hugely important part of our... But who is friends in Germany? <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. But you're half, of, half of us, George, over the years have, have like lived and worked in Germany. Like, it's a rite of passage Speak for... for yourself. It's a rite of passage for a lot of Irish students. You know, I think a lot of our engineers end up doing I, a I stint in Germany. I did marry one, of course, <laughs> admittedly, yeah. Okay, just a small detail there. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I mean, uh, you know, I guess we have a strong relationship with Germany and I guess from a German business point of view as well. So mixed in with these figures are business right. trips. So it's not just tourism. So when what, what about the ubiquitous men and women going around with cameras around their necks, the Japanese? Do it, they seem to, whenever I see them, there seems to be a bunch of them together. You never kind of see two, you always see ten or twelve, but there might be a lot of them at the same time. I just have one figure here for Asia and the Middle yeah. East, because I, I need to say that these numbers broken down by country, they're based on a sample survey, so sure. you know there, there might be accuracy um, issues there. 230,000 from Asia and the Middle East, but that's a, a huge part of the world now. Um, and, but that's up 100% on 2010. So I don't have Japan broken out separately or China, you know. Well, of course, the interesting thing is that, like, if you look at China, um, it, the Chinese economy is, is has been booming. So therefore, Chinese are traveling in greater numbers, uh, whereas a country figure would be the Japanese economy has been declining. So presume they're traveling less. Yes, do you know what I mean? But even again, anecdotal, um, you know, the, the, the thing about this is that no matter what way we look at it and no matter how much we, we, we like or dislike, we need the British. We do, and certainly, you know, for that kind of um, those those winter months, you know, the the yeah. colder, darker months. Um, so, like, I don't know if that's tourism or business trips are down because the the figures don't drill into that, but oh, the yeah. numbers are down, and you know, it could be just generally. I think there's a pinch on wages in the UK, and so maybe it's just harder for people just to come over to visit family and friends and things like that. So, I, I guess the more work would need to be done to understand why those numbers have fallen. But the American thing I think is really interesting for people of my generation. When people emigrated to America in the 40s and 50s, they never came back. Like They didn't even come back for a holiday because, it was, you know, it was impossible. Uh, so that big change across the Atlantic, Lindbergh didn't know what he was starting when he crossed the Atlantic because suddenly the aeroplane meant that we were a destination for Americans. 
That's right. And uh, we're going there on holidays. And of course, they're coming here in greater numbers all the time. I mean, if we take census night last year, 11,500 Americans in Ireland on that night. That's, you know. Visitors. Visitors. Yeah. People, not people who lived here, visitors in Ireland on, on, on a single night. And we look at the um, Australians. We only had two and a half thousand Australians. Well, now, it was April. There was no cricket on, so the Australians. Okay, or rugby or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, of course. You no, know, and of course, I, I see s- some patterns in these numbers, and I say to myself, "Well, George, you'd know that now if there was any sport on around that time, or if that is what had drawn people." Two hundred thousand people a year come to Ireland from Australia and New Zealand. So, to visit, yeah, to visit, yeah. Now they could be Irish people coming home because it's it's the the residents, you know. So if you yes. live in Australia and yeah. you're Irish and you're coming home, and we've seen Australia as a hugely important destination for emigrants, so you know, since the economic downturn, um, you know, several thousand Irish people go to Australia every year, and a lot of them come back, and then of course those who settle, as you say, it's all much more affordable now than it used to be. Yeah, I, the the issue of this visitor thing, thing though um, ultimately the Tourism Ireland or whatever the organisation is now who runs the thing they don't really care whether you're coming here or we don't we don't really care whether you're coming here on business or whether you're coming on your holidays because you're going to stay in a hotel you're going to buy your dinner and, and you're you're generating uh, revenue for the economy isn't that the key point really? I guess so, but I mean, presumably the holiday trips are longer and they engage in more activities. All right. Now, can you do the addition in your head? Probably not. <laughs> how many How many people came in total then? Last year, in 2016, nine and a half million trips. That, but the, That's trips. Do you know how many people they're expecting in Barcelona in 2017? That's a city. We have nine and a half million. Yeah, in a year. Yeah. Barcelona? 30 million. Oh, God love them. To a city. Yeah. So you can see why, or at least you can understand perhaps the negativity. You can. And I think, you know, reading those news stories last week, there was a fantastic photograph of a cruise ship pulled up in Venice. And I think before when people visited Venice, only so many people could go because there was only so much accommodation. But now, of course, the cruise ship can pull up with 2,000 people on it and disgorge them into the city for the day. So you can see why, you know, it might be causing some difficulties. Um, But I mean, Dublin certainly seems to cope quite well, doesn't it? And the rest of Ireland. I mean, you're not jostling for space or you can still walk in and get something nice to eat. Yeah, but when you and I now leave here in a few minutes and we walk out the door Mm. heading towards Grafton Street, we probably won't, because it's summertime, we probably won't hear English spoken. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration, George. Listen, I do it every day. Okay. I actually now do a kind of a mental count in my head yeah. of the number of people conversing between here and the Westbury Hotel, which is uh, my my local. Well, no, hang on. Stall the ball now. Of our nine and a half million visitors, we've agreed that four million of them are from Britain. And last time I checked, they spoke English. <laughs> Another 1.8 million are from North America. So, you know, I I think there's a little bit of a stretch now to say no, you won't hear English no, spoken. But, uh, and you, anyway, we love them. There is <laughs> we love our tourists and our visitors. Now, Colin, Chief <laughs> Statistician at CSO, you know this always method in my madness. I can't differentiate between that person's 
speaking gobbledygook, right, uh, towards Grafton Street, that person could be living here. That person could be a migrant living here mm. as opposed to a visitor. Are you with me? No, of course. And uh, what and we, they, we have 120,000 Polish living here and 40,000 Lithuanians and exactly. 30,000 Latvians. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that the cultural change is dramatic. Yeah, no, I mean, Dublin like, Dublin has changed dramatically, George. It's, that's indisputable. I can tell you the first black person I saw. I mean, it, it's emblazoned in my memory, childhood memory. It was a priest of the African missions, right? And we all saw yeah. a black person. And we had never seen a black person in our lives. Like, it was extraordinary. So now it's completely different. That's you know right. what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I, I think uh, people of African ethnicity, there's small enough numbers in Ireland still, like, like 50,000 or 60, 70,000. So in the scheme of things, I think it's small enough. But, no, I, but look, we, at, I remember too going to London as, as a young, naive 17-year-old and getting off the tube and just seeing the people of uh, Caribbean, I remember, ethnicity yeah. and African ethnicity and Indian ethnicity everywhere in the underground and um, yeah it's, it's, it takes you back Yeah for, for in Ireland that was homogeneous I understand is the, is the word Homogeneous that's right yeah Yes and that would mean we were all white wouldn't it? Yes we were all white yeah apart from the grey Phil Linnet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I was talking to my taxi driver I got all my best information from taxi drivers but like he is a Chinese fellow now playing centre forward on the soccer team That's fantastic yeah Do you know so I mean uh, it's all changed Yeah 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 wait till we have the, the young strong African lads now playing prop forward or whatever those positions are called in the rugby They All these people coming in but, but they're coming in by different modes of transport, though. Well, of course, yeah. And so how we, how the CSO does this is we, we take a sample, a selection of flights and uh, ferry trips. and um, This is the person who accosts me at Dublin Airport. Now you have it, yeah. And they, so then once we select a flight, so say you went to Boston or Chicago right. or something there a couple of weeks ago, and they pick that flight and then one in five people and they ask you to answer a couple of questions about where you're going and how long you'll right. be away and stuff so like that. So you have figures, how many oh. times George Hook came into Dublin Airport? <laughs> we'll do that We're next never week. interested in the individual, George. <laughs> it's all just to add up to a single statistic. And of course, we also have to look at people leaving. We might look at that next week. My thanks to all the team and particularly to George Cullen of the CSO who makes numbers talk. High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK.